Some clouds in the sky. It's been humid, hot. It's July. Yeah, um, I don't want to do a podcast to uh, talk to y'all, give y'all update what, what I've been up to, what I've been thinking, and what I've been doing. Now, first things first. vegetable yet. The tomato plants are starting to grow. The ones in the pot are doing excellent. It seems like they love the pot pot of soil instead of the ground. Because I also planted some seeds into the ground but I haven't been seeing any of them. Yep, so I got the lettuce. They're growing. And um, I'm looking forward to a harvest this season, you know? Get to get to do a little something, something. You know, it's like to start up this James Bond. Heck yeah, man. And um, really start, start to make some money. And uh, have them bucks roll in. And um, if I haven't also told y'all. I've been investing in the stock market and also got into the cryptocurrency. And um, I got a whole bunch of stocks that I bought. And on top of that, I didn't even have to buy the whole thing and buy a portion of it. So that's why I got so many different stocks. Because, you know, this was like back in the day. You had to buy the whole thing. And nowadays, a lot of these stocks, they're like way over 100, 200, some even in 300. You know, matter of fact, Apple stock used to be 300, but now it's like 190 something. And, um,. How's it been going? Is uh, overall, it's been good. You know, little growth because I put in little. However, it is growing. It isn't like I'm losing money. It isn't like I'm looking forward to selling it anytime soon. Nope. And the the really cool good thing is. I'm already looking at a dividend coming next month in August. So it's it's excellent. You know, they, they get that instant results like that quickly. It ain't hundreds and hundreds of dollars. As y'all should know, the stock market ain't boom like that. Y'all would even know if it's good like that. But for the little bit that I put in, I'm I'm seeing some result. 
and that's just from one dividend. So I'm waiting for all these other dividends I put in, and you know they stack up. And um, so I'm using Robinhood. I started to use Stash, but then I did some more research and did the math. It doesn't add up to pay. What what are we talking? for you to invest like you know little like for you to use stash you need to invest like a couple hundreds for that monthly payment add up to an annual payment to balance itself out so you were you're really working against yourself unless you come right out of the gate with perfect picks as going to make up for that monthly payment that will take out of your account at said date, you know. So that's that's why I like it. And plus, they also have interest on Stash. So none other are they charging you, but they're taking a little penny here, a little penny there from your from your investment. And I'm just like, nah, man. And and um, your your interest rate and your savings is not big enough. So when you read the fine print is there they they take a little from you and they got the whole you know stash round up and all that it don't matter because if you make bad investments and you're going under that that interest won't so i went with robin hood it's for free and not taking no interest however however if you was to like transfer some money out I believe beyond a thousand dollars that's when you it's not as plain as you think it is so it cause I'm not at the bridge yet however I believe it's gotta be like you know under a thousand or you're you're better off waiting until you get around a thousand to transfer some money here and there. And it isn't like Robinhood is really for free because they got this other program that you could pay, as you could guess, and it'll give you more interest on your savings and all that. So, you know, like I said, <laughs> until you make enough margin to guarantee to make up the difference, and for a long haul, then yeah, it's worth it. But however, not not right now. I need you. You're gonna need some momentum before you build up to that. Plus, that's really the crux of what they're what they're saying is we're gonna take money out of your account every month and give you set interest. But you you bet you gotta have a lot of money because. 
if you have a small amount and they're taking that that percentage is is even worth the interest that they're they're giving you on that and it's an interest over what a year right so you have to get charged every month let your money sit in there it, it got smaller and smaller every month unless you're you're making up the difference just for them to give you at four point whatever percent you know anything over three point is good you know you're dealing with certain three points you're good you deal with something like two point uh one point you're, you're as slow as a turtle you know so I had to start somewhere with a reputable company that I believe is going to stay in the long haul because I did more research than just Stash and Robinhood. Coinbase is going through a shakeup. People are losing their accounts. And it's not like Robinhood didn't have that issue. It did. That was like way back in 2016, 2019, and 18. You know, so far that I know they worked all that out. So it's secure. Also, not all these distributors and these uh, currencies is is backed up by by the FDIC and the FCC. They're not. So the banks and the Fed, they're, they're not going to back them up, i.e. they're not going to back you up. So anything happens with that third party when you're over here investing, your money gone. And people will tell you, you ought to be careful where you put your money. I wouldn't trust that. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's the truth of all truths, honestly. You got to make sure that these people got some backup, some security, because even the banks get hacked, even the Fed gets hacked. So when you're looking at your third party company and you're doing these trades and brokering, they could get hacked and your money is gone and you can't get that back. I mean, good luck in taking the company to court to get your little bit of change back. Sues you and tens of thousands of people, maybe hundreds of thousands. You know, so <clears throat> with all that like little information and disclosure, I just went on with Robinhood. I also know somebody else that's using Robinhood, and um, it isn't like I'm just listening to a random commercial. And ain't nobody really using it, but the commercial wanna self-project like this is the hottest thing that everybody's using yep so um also the reason why i use Robinhood is versatility over stash and and also i did uh research on acorn acorn same thing as stash they're going to charge you every month just to invest i.e is defeating the purpose it really is. 
So, um, yeah, Robin Hood has more in-depth um, charts, options. You could trade, you could sell. In a stash that I could think of, you can't do any options and um, trading, I believe. It's just mainly put your money there. It's it's stashed. That's why they call it stashed. And you can watch it grow. And just about the same thing with Acorn. You know, they got this squirrel. And that's the whole purpose of it. It's not for daytime trading. I got Robinhood to have all options. What I could do with my money. And it's secured. You know. So, a lot of folks, they tell me, right, you know, do your research, and I have. Y'all, y'all, if y'all are fans of the radio show, I've been covering stocks on uh, my channel, on this radio. Even on the Patreon, you know, where you see the screen. I, I've been was doing that, even with somebody else, and, and reading the articles. So, on that note, yes, I am on that on that same page where somebody would say, well, make sure you research, make sure uh, I've done all the research. I can pretty much got a good idea. That's why so far my investments has been positive. And so far I'm already looking at the dividends. So it's a step in the right direction. I told folks around me, they're encouraging me. It says it's a good, it's a good thing. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that the farm and the stocks would help propel me to start other businesses. You know, and I, I might have told y'all, I might not have told y'all, but I, I've been had different business ideas I wanted to start, and. Um, with the help of this revenue that's going to be coming in is it's going to propel that and make that more feasible than just ideas with no financial backup to it so then i went on and um did the extra step and opened up a savings account decided to put some of my extra cash into the savings account and i did research also on banks so this is what I got is I, I, I initially started with um, I'm starting with PNC because they have a savings account program that doesn't charge annually so I'm putting in a set amount so that you know it could just go on and grow and I won't be charged annually because as you could guess they got banks where they're charging you every month on the savings account thus defeating the purpose you know little hidden fees monthly fees annual fees you know really defeats the purpose of a savings account i mean you gotta have boo bucks that's in a deposit that's always dumping in there for that to balance itself out and for you to actually make a profit but you know pnc is um the most forgiving I'm getting my money up, you know. 
dumping it in there. Yep. And um, after that, I'm going to do uh, Bank of America and then do a chase. I'm going to do as many that make sense uh, savers accounts as possible so that I can have all types of money in different places grow. And wherever I go, I can be able to look at a bank and be like, you know what, I have a relationship with that bank. I'm good in any place. So, you know, as I, you know, grow the farm and grow my stocks, grow my, my savings accounts, then I'm, I'm a really credit cards because it just had me thinking you know I keep paying cash for for all these things like I'm going to the store and I keep paying cash that's that's not helping me out and me using a debit card that's not helping me out either I need to start swiping the the, the credit card so I can start building up credit so that these banks could start to recognize me when I want to make a move or when I want a loan, you know, start a business account, etc. Because keep paying cash, keep paying debit card. That's that's not helping me. And it got me thinking. That's what's keeping poor folks poor. That's what's keeping you poor is you you're not using credit card. Or the most famous one that would scare people away is. You're using the credit card as a cash card. You know, you're taking out cash. You're not paying back. So the reason why I came to that conclusion is like, if I'm going to a store to get what I need because I actually had the cash, I could have been put the cash onto the into the account for the bank to go and take that because I'm going to be paying for what I actually have. And that's that's where people mess up is. They're paying for stuff they actually don't have the cash for, so they got these outstanding payments, and it's just messing them up. And then what the worst of worst is, you're using a credit card to pay off a credit card, or you're using the credit union to pay off your bank credit cards, you know? Like, you, you, you got all that bull crap, and I really want to sidestep that and just really keep it simple and practical, honestly. So, um, I'll be going in for my driver's test on the 31st of this month. And, um, I had to take a different test because the test that I was taking, well, practice test, I should say, even though I passed, I, I didn't pass the, the written test right there at the DMV. So I had to switch up the test. I mean, switch up to a different website. Because that website was uh, New Jersey Drives Permit uh, Test. You know, I'm thinking it's the best test because it's by New Jersey State. But no, I, I, I had to go to a different, you know, test. And it really gave me the idea and, and uh, reminded me of the questions I did get wrong. So I'm... 
I'm feeling a lot more confident in taking this test because when I failed it that extra time, I was it just really had me confused. Like, what what I what don't I know from that practice test that is so different on this actual test that is causing me to fail? So I had to go to uh, Edison uh, drivers. Um, you know, practice tests and that test is is a lot better. Those questions I actually do recognize on the test. And it really gave me an idea of um, what what I should uh, look out for. All right. Uh, anything else is um, I think that's about it. I talked about the farm. I talked about the stocks. Oh yeah. So uh, let me go into a little further in depth in which stocks are doing good and which stocks are doing bad. I know Tesla has been doing bad. Add some type of recall on uh, safety or yeah something safety with with a whole bunch of Teslas they had to take it back and the stocks been plummeting. Also, the government's been trying their best to incentivize the classic car manufacturers like GM. You know the the usual American manufacturers to donut. You know, don't allow Elon to just be the only one making successful cars you need to. Because Biden has been encouraging the Green New Deal to, to get us to manufacture in the Americas and in, in Mexico. Get away from all this international trade to be more, you know, efficient and clean. So he's he's been encouraging these other car manufacturers to don't be so reliant on gas so the investors been trading off and switching over and encouraging giving the the other companies some funding so it won't be so monopolized with Elon Musk the truth is you see all these other cars, but you've been seeing a whole lot of Teslas, like Tesla after Tesla after Tesla. At least in my area where I'm at, you see a whole bunch of Teslas. And all these other cars, they're like very, very new, almost like prototype one-off cars. You don't see a whole assembly of them, you know. But, you know, they, they popped up here and there. It's that Tesla's been in the market and has normalized us so much. It's, it's now catching on to the masses. And that's why he's, like, got this head start with, uh, with Tesla. But due to, like, recent news, Tesla's been, um, it's been taking a hit. And... That's been hitting my profile hard. I'm just like, gosh, if Tesla wasn't messing up, I'll have more of a positive because thank goodness some of these other good 
stocks are, are doing great. They're like, you know, making up for what Tesla is just damaging. And it ain't like Tesla is the only one that's doing bad. It's that Tesla is doing the worst uh, out of all of them. So, Also, waste management. They, they've been doing bad recently. They've been taking a hard hit. So. Apple also was was getting hit hard. However, however, recently, within like the last two days, they've been, you know, back up, making it up. Also, the bad thing about Apple is, yeah, you could buy a fraction. However, your return and your yield is halted until you buy a whole Apple share. So... I need to keep on investing and dumping into Apple until I get that whole Apple share. And if Apple keeps on climbing, that's just going to make it, you know, even harder to get that whole share. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, a little thing about Apple. So who's been doing good and making up the difference for those three? As an example, yoking it up. Well, Costco... Walmart and ADP, they've been doing great, outperforming, you know, those those other guys. Um, Goldman Sachs, they've been doing great for me. Oh, man, Goldman Sachs, like, like right out the gate, winner, you know. Some of them, they drop here and drop there, but I, I would say... ADP and Goldman Sachs, they've been outright winners for me. <clears throat> you know, Johnson Johnson is fine, but they don't win as hard and as much as the ones I named before. And um, now the cryptocurrency I bought, I just had to buy it. Because actually, I, I bought two cryptocurrencies, but not on Robinhood. I bought one on Robinhood. I bought Bitcoin on... Um, cash app because when I you know made the cash app uh, app you know with the account it gave me a dollar so I just took that dollar and invested into a bitcoin right and uh bitcoin started to do good they hit like 31,000 31,000 like 500 I believe they're just a little short of 500 right 31,000 and it climbed from I don't I wouldn't even say 29 it was at 30 and it climbed to 31 I was like wow Bitcoin doing good I, I hopped on the train just at the time but then you know I had to climb back down and it's back to 29 and it's been struggling in the 29s but you know that's that's what it shows is <clears throat> there's a lot of economic bubbles there's a lot of times when a stock is overvalued and it, it got to come down to its true value. So I got to give Bitcoin some more time. Hopefully, you know, by the end of this year, it, it does its little climb, you know, 30, 31. I, hopefully we can hit 32. All right. But, but it's going to take some time because so far... You know, after a certain value point, Bitcoin hasn't hit that that low, you know. 
like um for example like 15 right very very like I'm, I'm starting to get the idea that it'll be very rare that it's going to hit that low again so in due time it's going to keep on rising however it it's at its you know actual value so far <clears throat> and that's good because when you come across some charts and you begin to study, it gets a little easier for you to figure out, at least in the past, in the past, all right, that was the economic bubble. Because as you know, predicting the markets for the future, even trying to figure out, are you in a bubble right now? You know, you got experts has been studying the markets 30, 40, maybe 50 years, you know, and they, even they get it wrong. So it, it'd be, it would be naive for you to think that you know better than everybody else, right? So <clears throat> be on the lookout for that economic bubble. Bound to burst. Don't panic, you know. It's going to come back down to its true value. And, like, like um, a stock when it's undervalued. You'd rather have a stock that's undervalued so you can buy, buy, and invest, invest for, you know, it go to, it starts reaching its true potential. Honestly. So, staking it for the long haul, <clears throat> right? Some, some stocks... They're, they're like a retirement, all right? Don't touch it until it's retirement time. But other ones, you can rely on the dividend. And you can, you know, keep on investing so that you can get more dividends. Because the, the more shares you have, right? That's, that's the strategy. Then you got the extra strategy with the extra options. And that's where you get, you know, I, I mentioned one term is economic bubble. You got a bull market and you got the bear market. And with these with these extra options is you you would basically say a bet, say a prediction with the broker. And say, hey, because um, it's actually it's actually different because I've I've gotten some you know financial advice from a person out in Australia, and their system you know is different. It's just a little bit different when it comes to options. So I'm about to explain it to you. In our system, when you do some type of options, depending on the conditions in the broker on a bull market. That means when the stocks is going up, you'll do a call. That's what it's called. And you'll say the prediction at this, this stock is gonna reach this value point <clears throat> in set time. In America, you could do that and execute it at any time. However, if you're like in Australia, in the UK, whatever you say is going to predict, you also have to put a day and a time 
and that's when the transaction or the results would be finalized. You can't do anything about it. It's just going to sit there. Here in America, you could do manipulation. You could do, you know, like uh, what you call like a rebate. You could loan all that extra. And you hear all types of crazy stories of people putting themselves in debt because, you know, the market turned this way and you're in the middle of your call. Right, and you're going back to the broker and you putting out an extra option to cover that option that just went sour, you know. So, the stock market stuff could be worse than gambling. It could be worse, you know. You see why people are into sports betting. It's like an addiction. You, you keep risking your money and doing all that. You know, it's, this is real money. This is the real market. This ain't no sport. So, <clears throat> people, people murder themselves over the market. All right? That's a warning. Be safe. Be practical with your money. So, I just explained to you the bull concept and the call. And the put is for the bear when things are going down and you know when the markets are going down that's what people do to still make money during you know a recession right and uh you you have a way of of making your money back however however this is where it gets real dangerous is you're essentially betting against the natural momentum of the stock market because every company that's listed is affected by you know the stock market as a whole so <clears throat> you're essentially betting against the core concept of investing in the stock market. You know, you, nobody puts or buys a share in a company just for it to go down into the ground, just for it to go bankrupt. So it's, it's a bit counterintuitive when you get into bear market strategies. Hey. A little Reggie startled me. So, um, it's, it's almost as if you got to rely on a company that isn't like it's going through its economic bubbles, but is going through its natural downsizing and restructuring stage, you know, when it's going through a merger. You know, things like that is what, you know, the bears, they would say, and the bulls, right? Well, I'm talking about the bears in this case, would be betting on and be looking forward to. There's some stocks that, that when you look at the date, you notice, oh, snap, 
the stocks go down like right before New Year's. It goes down right before Christmas. What basically has happened is some people, you know, they invest for the year in said stock. They watch it grow because, you know, it's, it's you know, um, reliable. <laughs> it's very predictable. And then once when Christmas comes, you're going to sell a portion, or, you know, to do your Christmas shop, to do your, your winter vacation, whatever, you know. And then everything is low. Is predictable. You buy it back again at that low price, and you you know you rinse and repeat. You also you know got those strategies. So the bulls, I mean the bears, they they pick up on those algorithms. You know they they make their options. So it's it's the same way with the with the bulls and the bears, right? Whatever. Right? And um. So, this is, this is the thing that was making, is making Tesla so damaging is they do overnight trading. So does Apple. And so does these, like, high-function EFTs. You know, the EFT is like an index, right? So... The regular stock market, it'll open up at 9.30 and close at 4 o'clock. But not Tesla, not Apple. They still trading. And if things is bad, you're using, you're losing value while you sleep. And then that's the same thing with the cryptocurrency is. Things, things just go way too crazy. It. At any moment, at any time, it's 24 hours. It's not stopping, so... It's just constantly just draining, draining, draining. And I'm like, all right, I got to wait for this market to open so that these other stocks could go on and make up the difference for what Tesla did overnight. Like, you're messing it all up. <clears throat> so it, it, it's like crazy concepts like that. And uh, cryptocurrency I invested in is um, like a pseudo EFT. It's called Chain Chainlink. So I've been watching. And I'm like, okay, this Chainlink thing has been steadily like going up and up the last week, month, six months. You know, year, two years. From, I mean, it's good. It's it's like some Dow Jones right here. So I'm like, all right, I'm a. I shouldn't even say Dow Jones. It's a Nasdaq, right? <clears throat> so I I went on and uh, I didn't even put in no dollars. I get I gave it change. Like, look, I'm not gonna be dying because I already got a burden. I already I already got it. It's called Tesla. <laughs> And I'm waiting for that price point because I I can't I can't let Tesla be a ten percent negative on my portfolio. 
I have way too many stocks for Tesla to be that dominant in his detriment. I would rather it be a 10% gain, you know? A dominance in a positive way, not in a negative way. So, I'm going to keep an eye on Tesla, but, you know, if you want to take my advice to the bank, so far I got little results in short time because I invested little. However, it is a positive is if your stock is negative two or higher, you got to have a plan. Start making a plan and start thinking of trades. Don't sell it. Trade it because if you sell it, you're going to owe the broker the difference and you don't want to be putting yourself in a negative because the stock is a negative you're going to want to take that same value and trade it in for something that could turn that value into you know and make it grow honestly speaking and you know, um, I think a safe bet is to don't don't put more money into something that's failing. If it's something that's good and it's going up, buy more into that. That's safer. I know the value is higher, but how, however, you putting in more money into a failing stock and if it keeps on failing for the next six months all that money is gone and it's in the negative you you're better off because i mean somebody else could tell you that that advice has a good advice and you know you you could take that to the bank you know try, try to develop a logic to your investment you know <clears throat> and that that's not anything knocking towards people that are that are in dormant investing because you also got that and and you know what if that's the best way for you to do it is for you to be dormant about it for you to forget about it then so be it because you know the the market initiates a reaction and if your reaction is going to keep making bad decisions because you keep reacting off of the market then you ought to put it down all right so you also have that option put your money in a stock that has been steadily going up and is reliable number two Hey, forget about it. You know, when it comes Christmas, you want to open up your Christmas present or even just check it out, you'll be surprised. I go, wow, the value has been growing. You know, that that's a lovely feeling. You know, go on and live your life. Don't 
Don't live your life behind the Bloomberg terminal looking at stocks your whole and you ain't doing nothing. You know, go on and live your life. Enjoy yourself. You know, make the most out of your day. And um, have faith in the market because I got faith in it. That's why I invested. And I've been paying attention. And, you know, the market is, is preparing for a recession. And some other people in the market... They're looking forward to a soft landing, as they call it. You know, so... I believe we're going to ride it out. Because looking at some stocks on a 5-10 year span. You know, looking at the Dow Jones. In the long term. You can see from presidency to presidency... That the stock actually goes up. It's been going up. Because if you listen to conspiracies, they make it sound like the best of times was back in the day and they ain't never hit that high. Oh, no. Even during Biden's era, stocks hit even a higher point than what Obama did. You know, Obama made the stock market go even higher than what Bush did. And, and so on and so forth. So... My, my prediction is it's going to keep going up. You know, the American market is going nowhere. It's going to still be around. You can still rely on it. And and also, since I mentioned the presidencies, remember what the president is doing so that you could keep an eye on the market because, you know, the market also goes sway sway with what what the president is doing and what the president is saying and when I notice when we have like back to back terms the market is going to be you know more put together than that transition from one president to another so so you know what I say is gonna, gonna let Biden do his course so that we can have some steady growth because 2024, we get a new president in there, then the economics is going to get, you know, a little shaken up until he's able to make it steady again. People are going to try to figure out, all right, what this president going to be doing? And money is going to be shifting, value is going to be shifting, you're going to have bubbles, you're going to have, you know what I mean? So, going. You know, my advice for the market is let's get the let's let Bidenomics work itself, be predictable, so that we can make use of it, so that you know we can all make some money along the way. You dig? <laughs> all right, so I'm just about to end of the podcast, telling y'all what I. But I know some predictions, you know, and my advice, if y'all want to take any, anything that I say to the bank, I think I gave y'all some sound advice. Of course, like anybody told me, do your own research, you know. You'd be better off doing your own research than to 
solely rely on somebody because you know you, you you might feel suckered when, when you start losing all right